Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Little T's Big Interviews. My name is Tess Eggeson, and I'm going to be interviewing Ms. Betty S. Ireland. She was Secretary of State in West Virginia, a successful businesswoman, and a great tennis player. Please welcome my great aunt, Betty S. Ireland. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, Tess. How are you doing? Pretty good. Well, should we get started? I think we should. So my first question for you today is you have had so many jobs, but you first started out as a school teacher. What have you taken from those couple of years of teaching that you still take with you to these day, this day? Well, I did start out as a public school teacher. Um, in fact, my degree was in secondary education with a major in English and a minor in Latin. And my first teaching job was in little country school, I mean, way out in the sticks in Morgantown, West Virginia. And the school was six, had grades, I think, eight, no, seventh through twelfth. So it, it was a, a little school and not very many kids. But I sure learned a lot about what was important to people other than people who lived in the big cities. And what a wonderful work ethic those kids had. And to this day, I really uh, track some of them. Uh, my next teaching job was in Charleston, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I taught at George Washington High School. And your mom went there, as a matter of fact, as did my two boys, Chuck and Andy. And I taught Latin mm -hmm. George Washington High School. It was uh, some of the kids I had in class uh, I now see as adults in their various professions. And in fact, I wasn't a whole lot older than they were. Uh, if they were 18-year-old, 17 and 18-year-old seniors, I was like 23, 24 years old, not a whole lot older than they were. But I tell you one thing I learned about teaching school, it's hard. It's very difficult. And... You have to prepare, you have to spend a lot of time uh, off the clock in getting prepared. Um, but I enjoyed it uh, I, because I had started a family and had two young children. Uh, I had to really drop out of the workforce for a while. But uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at instructing and um, telling people how things work and why they work. So that, that really served me in good stead, I think. Interesting. So um, next, we both love tennis and pickleball. Um, and on the courts, I've learned that you need to be a real tough cookie. What have you learned while playing on the court? Well, let me tell you something first about sports and young girls. I think the very best thing a parent can do for his or her daughter is to get her involved in sports. Uh, particularly team sports, because you learn how to cooperate, you learn how to be tough, mm -hmm. you learn how to uh, accept your body as it is in the locker room and out on the field. And I, I think it—I think it's really neat too when you can have a sport like soccer where the boys and girls can, up to a certain age, can compete together. Now, I started playing tennis when I was ten years old. That was a very long time ago. Uh, and I, I, I guess people 
say, yeah, you're a competitive person. I am. That's just my personality. But I'll tell you what else. I always was and still am to this day. It was fair uh, and honest. Uh, when you have a line call that somebody says, oh, that was out. Yeah, if you saw it in, you got to call it in. Um, and I try not to uh, hit people purposely on the court, although sometimes that does happen. But sports is a wonderful, wonderful way uh, to learn how to get in touch with yourself and learn how to conduct yourself in the world. I played tennis for so long, uh, and then I went in to a professional job, as we'll talk about later on, my political career, that did not allow me to um, uh, have much time at home. We were on the road constantly, so I had to step out of tennis. Uh, and then when I came back, we learned about pickleball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we fell in love with it. Um, and I actually hit some pickleball with you, Tess. Yeah. At the tennis club. And really, I think sports is something that people of all ages can do, regardless of your level, regardless of what sport it is. You pick a sport, do something to stay active, and, uh, and you'll be fine. Uh, my husband and I, my husband Sam, Grandpa Sam, we both play pickleball. We've, um, we've won a couple senior tournaments together mm -hmm. back in West Virginia. And uh, we really, pickleball is a game that men and women can equalize on the court. Mm -hmm. Great. So um, going off that political career thing, in 2004, you were elected Secretary of State for West Virginia. That's so awesome. And you were the first woman elected to executive office in that state. Now, I have an important question. What does the Secretary of State do? <laughs> well, let's talk first about getting elected and what it what it took to get elected. And um, in every state, you have statewide officers. In West Virginia, they're called the executive branch. It's the governor, the secretary of state, the treasurer, the auditor, um, and, and the attorney general. And so you have to run a, a race, a campaign statewide. Now, you've been to West Virginia, and you know that we have a small state, but it's really hard to get from here to there. So we did a lot of traveling all over the state. It's very, very, very difficult to run a statewide campaign. But we did it, and we beat an entrenched um, opponent uh, who actually had been in the United States Congress, uh, and, and we were really happy about that. It was interesting for someone to tell me after I had won the Secretary of State's role that I was the first woman to ever be elected to the executive branch, not statewide office. There actually had been a woman who had been elected to the Supreme Court in West Virginia, but I was the first woman ever to be elected to the executive branch of government, you know, in a hundred and almost, you know, 150 some years. Uh, and I was really, I was really proud of that. So, uh, and we can, we can go into that later because I'm sure you'll ask me more about that. But getting back to your question about what the Secretary of State does, in large, in main part, uh, in West Virginia and in most states, the Secretary of State is the state's chief elections official. Uh, 
So I was in charge of making sure that all the counties, and we have 55 counties in little old West Virginia, 55 separate counties, each one uh, was geared up to handle fair and honest elections and that they had all the uh, equipment that they needed, they had the people that they needed. And I had a, a group of election uh, people on my staff who would go out on election day and help uh, the counties do what they need to do. There are other uh, business um, duties that I had as Secretary of State. Uh, including registering businesses and registering people who wanted to uh, do certain documents with uh, adopting kids or opening a business or uh, wanting to do things overseas. But I would say, gosh, 75% of my duties revolved around elections. Cool. Um, so... Going off of that question, you were the first woman to do something very important to history in West Virginia. Was it scary to be the first? It was not because I didn't know that I was the first. I truly did not realize that. I, uh, I was focused on running a campaign and winning a position for which I knew that I had the right skill set. I mean, I always said, I'm the world's worst politician because I didn't care about the politics. I didn't care about the first this and you know, first that, or even the political parties. I knew that the position was open. I knew that I had the skill set to run the Secretary of State's office in a really good manner. And so that's what I was concentrating on. But the day that I won the election, my, my nephew, Mark, happened to inform me that I was the first woman to uh, ever be elected to the executive branch. It was an honor and what I wanted to do, you know, in those four years, I had a lot of young people come through my office and I always wanted to tell the young girls that uh, they could do just about anything they wanted to do. And of course, that is a thing that you're hearing repeated more and more here in, in, in modern times. Um, I was not only the only woman to uh, in the executive branch, but the governor, the treasurer, the auditor, and the attorney general were of a different political party than I was. I can't say that all of them made it easy on me because when you're in politics, somebody is always looking to see what's the next step. You know, how can they get to be something else like how can they get to be the governor or how can the governor get to be in the United States Congress. So um, I think they felt that it was um, that I was a threat to some of them. I, I never I, I never really paid much attention to that except uh, a few of those men <laughs> uh, did not make it easy on me when we had to get together as, a, as an executive board and make some decisions for the state. Mm. That's so cool. And so um, my last serious question that we have today is you stand out in a lot of ways. You are the first woman to do a thing, um, to be elected to executive office. You are tall, you wear cool clothes, you are an excellent tennis player <laughs> and so much more. So what advice would you give a young girl who feels she's different or stands out? Well, you know, I was different. In fact, I've always been different because I'm almost six feet tall. You know that. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I was your age, 
and a couple of years older, I hated being the tallest one in the class. I hated being the smartest one. I don't know if your mom told you, but I was the valedictorian of my class uh, at Charleston High School of 500 people. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't easy then. Um, girls uh, were to assume a uh, more passive role. Uh, you and your mother, and your mother particularly, and her mother have never been seen as passive individuals. So um, I haven't always, I've always felt that I've been different. I haven't felt that I have, you know, spit anybody's mold. But I always remained true to who I was and remained on, as honest <laughs> uh, and as fair as I could be in anything and everything I did. So my message to young girls, like you, Tess, I mean, I, I, you probably watched the inauguration and you watched that beautiful poem by that young 22-year-old young woman. Yeah. You can do anything. Absolutely. Look at the, the vice president now. You put your mind to it and let your actions speak than your, better than your words. Be an honest person. Be smart. You know, a lot of times, you still, as a female, you have to be the smartest one in the room. Do your thing. Do it right. Treat people the way you want to be treated, but be smart and stand up for yourself. So inspiring. So I'm afraid our time is almost up. So would it be okay if we fit a fun question into this interview? We sure could. Um, so here it is, the final question. Um, this is just a fun family question. Would you like to comment if your parents made you soak shredded wheat in water to save money? You have been talking to the wrong people, that's for sure. <laughs> no one in my family who remembers that. But to this day, I will swear that we had a large family, five mm -hmm. kids, and we weren't particularly we weren't rich. And you know how shredded wheat, the real shredded wheat, not the frosted mini wheat mm -hmm. you get. You know how shredded wheat soaks up a lot of milk, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. in order to save money because you needed milk and everything to go around the five kids. My dad would soak the big chunks of shredded wheat in water and then we put it in our bowl and then we pour milk on it. There was not a soul. If they were alive, I'm the only sibling left alive in my family, unfortunately. But when they were alive, there was not one who would say, who would attest to that has happened, but it did. And you tell your mom, <laughs> she squealed on me, didn't she? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you something, Tess. I really love following your, your career as a musician and now as a journalist. Uh, um, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. You're just a lovely, smart, uh, engaged young girl, and I'm going to be watching you, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing this, and I will have another episode coming out soon. Thank you. That would be great. I'll be watching you, too. Thanks a bunch, Tess. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Some sources for this episode include Wikipedia, my mom, and Google. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and another episode will be coming out shortly.